Welcome along to another of the podcasts we're calling the West Side Stories. This is post episode six. We have two special guests. I'll announce them one at a time. Will Hall, who played Detective Inspector Mike McCarthy. How are you? Will? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, Graham. Thanks for having me in here. You've been able to grow a beard since the filming, I can see, and actually fill out from the mo. Yeah, you had to fill out from the mo as much. Uh, the uh, the ladies of Ponsonby attacking me after that jockey campaign I did. Oh yes, uh, with it's the All Blacks. Irresistible. That look, that, isn't they, it? they got me during or straight after Westside had finished shooting and. I was just fortunate I had that mow on for that job, but incognito at the moment, full beard on and uh, staying away from the, the housewives of Ponsonby at the moment. And we also have a live one from the era, from 1981. The thick of it, at least as far as where the focus was, and that's the rugby, Stu Wilson. How are you, Stu? Good, Graham. Yeah, just looking for those Ponsonby ladies. You can <laughs> shove them over to my way, mate. Yeah, I'll send them in your direction. Stu, you didn't do the big mo thing like mo, a lot of All Blacks and cops did. All the cops, it was it had to have a mo like that. But you had Bernie Fraser, one of the finest moustaches around. You didn't go the mo in the oh, 80s, what? did you? White Scottish boy, you can't expect me to be you know, beard up in that way. You know, I only, I only shave once a month, you know. <laughs> the show, so much of the focus is around Springbok Tour 81. Man, Stu, what was it like being there in the team when that was all happening? Were you isolated or what did you know of what was going on? Well, we, when they arrived, we, we they played a game up in, over in the, on the East Coast in Gizzy and that got... Um, it didn't happen. There was a few protesters, so we thought, oops, that's going to be the whoops. Yeah. Second game in was Hamilton, and then, of course, that one uh, got banded, abandoned too. So we thought we were actually in a fair amount of crap, and Mr Muldoon wasn't going to send him home. What so. was the talk like in the dressing room, though? Let's just roll the sleeves up and go to war and beat the bastards. You know, If, if, we're the, if they're going to come all the way here, we've got to make sure that we, we deal to them yeah. and then send them home. Famously... Graham Murray, he said, no, I'm not going to play. Were the thoughts um, from others at all that you might not show? Well, Graham and also Bruce Robinson, um, yeah. they, they had some strong feelings and they, they bailed out, pulled the pin before the team was selected. But they did say, look, we're not available for this one. Yeah. But the rest of us decided to roll the sleeves up and slap the boots on and have a crack at them. And um, the only really good thing with Graham was that in the end, uh, in a three-test series, we actually beat him 2-1. Yeah. And the footy was real good. I thought he was good. Good, actually, was a good. If you take all the crap out of the the equation with the protesters and those that for the tour, those against the tour, the actual football, the three test series, was an absolute, probably the best I've played, and as for excitement for players. Yeah, in between yeah. all those flower bombs. Too. Yeah, shivers. Yeah, yeah. You get a few of those, and yeah. you know, strangest halftime orange juice I'd ever seen. Will, you know, <laughs> oh my goodness, you know like a piece of white bloody muck. Well, I haven't forgotten about you, but you mentioned the flower bomb thing. I've got a little. Memorabilia oh, here we for go. you, Stu. Yeah, is this your book, Stu? So here's the team photograph. You're bang smack in the middle there. Look at those players that are there. That is a fine team, isn't it? I'll tell you what, they're our moustache. Seriously, <laughs> seriously yeah. up there. Look that, at the back row moustaches. That was my inspiration on my dressing room, was a photo of the all-black moustaches. I mean, this is just spectacular, isn't it? Yeah. A young Gary Wetton. Yes. We threw him in the last test. Gary, you're big. Six foot seven, you know, around 18 stone. You're going to play your first game for the All Blacks. Yeah, good. Who was against? Springboks. Congratulations. Well done and all the best. Eden you, Park. And you want it, mate. And it's one all you have to win. 
Yeah, you have to win. And he yeah. played play like a play like a man that had been in the jersey for hundred years. Okay, Marks Jones, that's a good socialist first name, isn't it? And Grant Cole, they got in that plane in the Cessna and went over it, dropped the flower bomb. It's an amazing shot to get Gary. Yeah, uh, I don't know how they did that. They must have been practicing somewhere. Yet, you were there. What were you thinking, Stu? Please take us well, back. We went over because we he was he was on the ground and he was shaking like as if he was having a convulsion. The sort of boys forming a circle around him, and um, and Bernie Fraser stepped forward and said, "Get up, you fat bastard! <laughs> Don't let him show your weakness. Get up!" As he was like a little bit of froth coming out of his mouth, I said, "Bernie, it's a bit harsh. He might not even wake up, bro." Uh, but he did, yeah. and guess what? No concussion test. Straight into the next scrum. Yeah, mind you, he did pack down on the South African side for that one, so he had to pull. <laughs> no, no, mate, mate, over here, over here. That's it. You'll be right. Don't worry about that concussion test, mate. Yeah, a lot of the people would have. Even on the protesting side, would have gone home after a fair protest. They still went out there and, and watched it on the telly and hoped for an all-black win as well. I know a lot of people did that. My wife at the time actually did that. <laughs> uh, and that second test in Wellington, um, she was actually in the front line protesting. We had to go and buy her a motorcycle helmet and uh, my neighbour, who was a welder, he uh, we cut up a couple of um, rubbish tins. And he welded them together so she had a shield. Yeah. Uh, we got her the motorcycle helmet. And uh, on that Saturday morning, I said to her, well, good luck. And I'll be on the other side, inside the ground, um, having another crack, a uh, different type of fight. Yeah. Mm. So that was the story that resonated with me because I didn't, I, I was only one at the time. I didn't know a lot about it. Uh, then, we'd, you know, this season of Westside is all about that. I'd read stuff in the books, but it was seeing Stu at one of the many uh, A-list events that Stu attends. <laughs> and he told me, he told me about this story about... Him and his wife over the breakfast table going, what are you doing today, darling? Off that to play is the pretty box. incredible. Yeah. You're on the field for the All Blacks. She's outside yeah. facing the batons. Front row. Mm. She was in the, she was up a the front. A front rower. Yeah, she might have even had a megaphone having a crack too. Mm. Bloody yeah. hell. Yeah, and she was, she was pretty vicious outside the back of Athletic Park. So what up. was domestic life like? Uh, you know, uh, post-match, you get home, how was your day? Well, to be fair, Graham, that marriage didn't last that long, you know. Um, <laughs> but we can't blame the we protest. We can't blame the protest. <laughs> but it was quite funny because we lie in bed all the week prior to that and the phone would ring it because in those days you had landlines which is quite, quite incredible we had a landline yeah. and you'd answer it and there'd be some guy in the end of it just giving me stick hmm. about what I'm doing and you're doing the wrong thing and calling me all sorts of names because I'm playing yeah. unbeknown to him the lady that I was sleeping with lying next to was actually a protester mm. right so mm. we got to we hang in those days Will and, and Graham might have been the New Zealand post office that had unregistered phone numbers you could actually get one that no one knew. So I got one and mm. paid for one, got mm-hmm. a new number, and guess what? As soon as I got the number, two days later, the phone rang again at 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh. So the, the protesters had links all around the unions in the country. Ah. Mm. I actually had to resign from my work, a big company on the terrace where I got called up to the, um, the, t- the chairman's office, and he sat down at the end of the boardroom, and I came in, and I was way down the end. He said, what are you doing with these Springboks, Dewey? I said, well, sir, I'm going to have a crack at them. He said, good boy, good boy, that's what I would do. He said, and he slid down a piece of paper and he said, but sign that because we've got to let you go. Right. Oh, God. And I said, why is that? He said, well, you know, the company that we had, I won't mention the company, is we've got two or 3,000 um, employees and they were all under unions. So if, uh, you know, if the protester goes and, and does some damage to one of our plants and um, one that I cannot let that happen, but two of one of our staff members, our 3,000 members of staff, get hurt through a protest because you're playing, right. I'm the chairman, I can't have, I can't have that. So I'd, I'd, uh, I'd, they had to fire me, or not fire me, I resigned with a nice fat check. Right. Mm. So I lost a job too. Mm. Lost a wife, mm. sadly, 
More sadly, he lost a job. Scored two tries. Yeah, got and, a couple. And got a, got a, and couple, got a series win. <laughs> yeah, got one. We look at the positives, yeah. Yeah, so they, they, yeah, really, the, the, the job was pretty important up there. To yeah. make. Do you know a bit of your rugby history then, of course, Yeah, I'm a big, big rugby fan. So that time when Stu did come up to me at this theatre show, I don't know what we were doing oh. at Mary Poppins, but we were there, and he came up to me and said, Oh, you're Westie, you're Bogan, you're yeah. bloody Westie. And I was going, who's he heckling? Like, who? That's all black legend Stu Wilson. And I'm looking behind me and it took me a while to go, he's heckling me. Baby. No idea. We'd, we'd known at that, I'd known at that time what you've been doing doing currently on his side. I'd be yelling at it a bit more, you dirty man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it might have been a bit worse for the Mary Poppins audience. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I was a big rugby fan, have always been. And yeah, having Stu... Uh, Approach like that was was pretty cool, and so yeah, the the rugby then is all kind of through the history books for me. Yeah, but, um, but getting to recreate a bit of this has yeah. been a bit of a dream come true, to be honest. It's actually something that bugs me when you ask a question about something that happened in the world somewhere, yeah. and the and the answer comes back, "Oh, sorry, before my time." Yeah, oh, what World War Two? You yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah, know yeah, that yeah, that yeah. happened. Yeah. It's so good on you, you know, yeah. having an interest in something, you can go back and find out about it. Yeah, can't yeah, you? totally. And and we were a rugby family, but you know, my mum and dad they didn't protest or anything. But I think my dad was playing social rugby at that stage. They chose not to not to play the game. But all right, um, going at you, you kind of look at history and you go, why would someone? keep playing but Stu was telling me that they hardly ever got the opportunity to play the Springboks that was a very rare thing so of course as a rugby player Mm. you've got to see it from their point of view they want to crack at the world's best yeah Yeah. and there was that deep held it sat like a bottle in our guts that 49 tour where the all black teams split one and two with Maori one without Mm. the the white team went to South Africa and got pantsed 4-0 Fred Mm. Allen threw his boots off the boat on the way Mm. back that Mm. really stuck in our guts did you feel that Stu? well you know we all know the history you know you just you read you got to learn up what had gone before you yeah but I mean, the, with South Africa, we've always had problems with teams. You know, they were selecting all black teams to tour South Africa. You know, without any, without any Maori boys yeah. and stuff like that. And, and we sent guys. We didn't have any Maori boys in there. Yeah. So we thought, well, hold on. And then, of course, we thought, well, okay, they're going to eventually be allowed to come back into the world of sport, and the apartheid situation might disappear. I don't know whether it has or not. It's probably got better. So we thought we rang around all these guys. Rang around. Said, what do you reckon? We said, oh yeah, I'm in. And, and uh, we lost two, Robertson and Murray. But apart yeah. from that, we had a pretty good squad. And we're, we, it's quite a manly thing, Will, you know, because you think if you can survive a three-test series against mm. a Springbok, yeah. mm. then you can go across to Australia and think, yeah, this is pretty easy over here, mate. Mm. <laughs> if, if, you can, if you survive three tests against South Africa, then you can get, sort of finish up your rugby and say, played them, and if you beat them, even better, and survived. Yeah. I survived. Because yeah. mm. they are the big boys. You're a fan of Westside. This is a nice connection we have here today. Oh, yeah, yeah, Will's yeah. a rugby fan. Yeah, I, really, I love him at the moment. He's, he's, he's really active at the moment. Yeah. Heck, he's active. Wow, you've got to do uh, what you Are you using safe sex? Are you safe sex? You, can you tell me what 1981 safe sex was like? Like, what was it like? Oh, it was so safe in 81, you had cops looking after you because they were actually around the bed having a good look. They were all, they were 24 hours, none of our rooms were locked. You had to leave the doors open in the hotel so the Red Squad would go up and down. Oh, Gosh, right. they oh, knew yeah. what we're doing in there. Goodness, yeah. get away. Looking for your protester, probably. <laughs> I think she's shacking up with Stu. We've got a red in the bed. <laughs> a little bit of horizontal rumpy. Oh party. dear! Oh yeah. Dear. Well, they they presented me with the waterbed, and I thought that might wreak havoc with the stilettos. Not my stilettos, uh, Nairies, but um, we managed to get 
nor get through it all right. Don't think this is a puerile and childish question. Uh, because this actually happened. It wasn't me. So I say it was a friend of mine, was in a theatre production of Romeo and Juliet. Of of course, they want to remain anonymous. Don't need to know their names, Craig Blair and Stephanie Muir. And they had to have on the sort of leotard tights, Mm. Mm. as per Mm. you do, in Verona of the day. (laughs) And he was really had the hots. Oh, Oh. he he didn't spring one, did he? There's no effort to hide. No, the manly right. protrusion yeah. uh, happened on stage. Mm, this is, it was his girlfriend. She was playing Juliet. Oh, I don't know if oh, he was, was playing... it his girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that might be okay there. Yeah. But he's up there, and it's, he's very proud indeed. Right, yeah. Um, don't cast your girlfriend as Juliet if you're going to play no, Romeo. No, you can't. Be it, my first bit of advice. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the thing with, with, with filming sex scenes and stuff like that, I'm sure they're all very rather clinical, but mm. is it ever a worry that you might be a little more visibly proud than... Well, fortunately, on the TV set, you've, you're not live. No. So there's room to hide it. Um, there's always, you know, the gaffer tape. You go there, you can go there um, I think they gave me about five pairs of the Lycra shorts you were talking about. Okay. The whole shebang. But no, I've never. there's never any fear of that really, I don't no. think, because there's so many people in the room. Um, you know, there's always a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if all else fails. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Fun getting into that. It's the face and the character. It's so much the face of yeah. the cop of 1981, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and a cop that is towing that national party line even though if he doesn't believe in it. So he's he'd be a, a guy deep down who, who who wishes the tour would just bugger off. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to be in there with a bat and, you know, mm. bang, banging heads. He, that's not his style. He doesn't he, want to be doing that. really is a lover. More he's a lover, fighter, totally. That's why he's at home, making love instead of, you know, yeah. out there on the streets in Hamilton. That was a big one too, the fact the cops weren't prepared for that Hamilton uh, game, were they? Just read it. They, they didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. And they were too busy on the waterbed. Yeah, a, bit, a different attitude from the public towards the cops and the cops towards the public. God, it's. I certainly hope in most areas of this country it's gotten better than it was. Yeah, I it's think, sort of that you yeah. know that corruption. You can run anything any way you want, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I did speak to a cop who was a cop at the time who thinks yeah. it. In the long run, it did a good thing yeah. for the country. Yeah, uh, you know, we stood up, we were taken notice of. You know, obviously Muldoon era finished not long after. Yeah. Um, some good came of us all getting together and standing up for something. Good point. Yeah, really good point. With the wardrobe, oh, not so much the wardrobe, <laughs> the hair do's. Yeah. Or as someone has suggested to me, the hair don'ts. Yeah. And, I, and the mo. And the mo. You, you have to carry that to um, the Foursquare in the countdown, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it doesn't come off. Yeah, it doesn't come People off. People have tried to pull it off, but... Uh... <laughs> Not just Nairi, but other people. It doesn't 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 come off. But yeah, no, it's good. It's been good. I wear it as a badge of honour. Obviously, being a a Movember ambassador for eight years has helped too. Yeah. And so you know that whole campaign started as a way to bring men's health issues to the forefront. And, yeah. Uh, if I can be walking around in my moustache <laughs> most of the year, then I'm okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> and tell us about the pale blue safari suit. You lost oh. that, unfortunately. No. Yeah. No, I've got it. I've from, got it in my wardrobe. From series McCarthy, one. McCarthy's lost it. He, no. It's been discontinued. Oh, okay. It was actually a pet peeve of some of the production, to be honest. Stood out too much, a bit like the Romeo's uh, oh, erection. Oh, I see. So the powder blue suit was just doing too much. <laughs> right. And um, I think that was, has been one of the keys uh, maybe to the success of the second season of Westside 
is the fact the 80s lends itself so well to the outrageous fortune world. Yeah. And it really has just started breathing and is taking on that life that like outrageous did. Yeah. Whereas the 70s are such a time-specific era, aren't they? You can actually look, I yeah. think, more ridiculous in the 70s and still be on song. Yeah, a little correct. more careful in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. LSD in the 70s, hash in the 80s were for me. Is that, is that your <laughs> pattern? Yeah, lots of... Um, Hallucinations. Oh, okay. And giraffes coming through the door. What were elephants. you looking like before you? Before <laughs> you would have been too young. You put on your, your black sh- your oh. black shorts or your your black and yellow gear of Wellington. What oh, were you wearing during the week? Flares, weeks, you know, flares wrinkle, in case wrinkle, you got wrinkle, lost. Wrinkle picker. Yeah, wrinkle pickers and yeah, big flowery shirts and big 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 collars. Yeah, long hair, of course. Yeah. Yeah, that, Does was, watching, that, that was the LSD days. Does watch, watching Beautiful. West Side bring back memories? Oh, just, just great. Yeah, just look, I was just looking at counting the boys in that photo. <laughs> yeah. There must be, what, about um, 15, eight, 20 of them. Nine of them, half of them have, have got moustaches. Yeah. yeah. The, the Rambuka-type moustache. Bernie Fraser, look at that. You swear to God he's Rambuka's son. Oh, Bernie Fraser, I think is the champion moustache of them all because <laughs> that size moustache, he's got a smaller face than some of the others. Yeah, it, it really is it, a it, tremendous it, harvest. It's really just out of... Do you know yeah. the cops have to ride in when they want to grow facial I hair, don't. and they have to take time off work? What? Yeah, you've got to take, like, however long, like, you'd have to take two months. Oh, I'd, have, I'd take a week. Years, years. But, you know, did the All Blacks didn't have the same policy. No. If you wanted a moustache, you just... Heck. Yeah. Right, yeah. There's the Loverage moustache as well. That's a damn fine line of moustaches. The whole back row. The whole back row's got bloody <laughs> facial growth. Yeah. They have. Okay. Yeah. Fun bits in the show for you so far? Look, when just, I say so far, it's shot, but we're up to yeah. episode six. I, I think the whole lot, to be honest. I mean, season one for me, it was left as a bit of an open book. Yeah. Uh, we hadn't got to know Mike McCarthy that well. He was just, you know, the thorn in Ted West's uh, <laughs> side. And now I get to, you get know. Get on you, Mike. <laughs> we're right behind you, bro. To, I have enjoyed getting inside his house because that is one heck of a house. A meticulously built house. I think it was built in 69, and the the guy that built it, I think he's a boat builder, so, you know, quite anal in the way he does everything, but it, it, he's preserved it. He still lives there, and it's this amazing house. They actually had to take things out of it. Art department took things out because it just looked too retro. No mm. one could believe that existed. It's just a yeah. beautiful place in Teatatu. Right. And we got to do a lot of shooting there, and obviously his waterbed, yeah. his own waterbed, all that stuff, and oh, such a cool bathroom. He's got the, the um, frosted uh, glass... For the spa, spa pool, the spa bath oh. with the naked ladies on it, right? All, all that kind of jazz. Stop yeah. it! Stop it! <laughs> the, the silhouette, you know. So it was actually too good. You it was had, too good. You, yeah, you we couldn't shoot. I wanted to toggle it. I down. wanted to shoot this scene in the bathroom. The director was like, "No, no, no, we're not going in there." Right, right. Yeah. Between shooting and seeing an episode, um, how long is it for? For you, you have to wait until it comes on TV, or do you get to look at what you've done no, after, after the editors generally and wait do it? until it comes on TV, which is a terrible uh, way to watch something for the first time because right. you're watching it with your hands. Because over a, lot, your eyes. a lot happens between shooting and something coming out. Oh, of your a lot screen. happens. Yeah, a lot happens. You you get a campaign modelling in your undies for the All Blacks. You're doing a couple of other you know mm. other acting jobs. You can't remember, and you're worried. You're sh- you're shitting yourself. You don't know if you've you know, performed in that waterbed or not. You don't know if it's mm. believable. Uh, luckily, this year, I pleaded with publicity, and they gave me, a, you know, a, a, the disc, a, the a memory stick of the season. Okay. I went home and watched it in 
two days. Like it was like I turned Netflix off. I found it appointment viewing. And it's the first time that's ever happened to me oh, great. on a show I've worked on. Normally I could not watch it and be quite happy. But so this you one, can actually watch it as a fan? As a fan. And mm. I'd forgotten what happened. I didn't remember a, lot, a whole lot of things because I got so engrossed in the story. And, right, yeah. 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 So I actually really, that hasn't happened to me since the very first show I worked on, which was like 13 years ago. That's a oh. long time between. I thought you were going to cry then. Enjoyment. I thought it was a breaking. I got the quivering. Have you watched the 1981 tests since they were on TV? Did you go, have you watched them? No. No. Highlights You played quite well. Oh, I got the, I got the, I got the tries. I got that yeah. cracker down in Canterbury. That was a goodie. Oh, yeah. And I also got a cracker up at Eden Park. Because I always, always knew I'd get the ball off Alan Houston because he didn't like to get into heavy traffic. So <laughs> you always knew you were going to get a pass from him. <laughs> and he did. He fired a couple out. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Rather Good fragile boy. and academic, wasn't he? <laughs> but I, I dare not say that. He bloody played a test against the Springboks. That's no yeah. mean feat. And he kicked the winning goal. Yep, to, to, to get us and the that remains in our collective memory, doesn't it? So much so, those arms aloft and that look on everyone who saw that, and plenty who even weren't alive then have seen it on TV so often. It's sort of etched in our memory. There's a great shot when he kicks the ball because we're lining up down, and and all the big fat forwards would say, "Now, Stu and Bernie, you have to chase us because you're the quickest in case it hits the goalpost." And we looked at them like, "Is this you daft person?" <laughs> like, and then. Huey kicks the ball and all the big fat elephants just start rumbling up the field. And there's this great shot where Bernie Fraser and I have turned our back to where the ball is going because we've seen it going towards the post and think, that's good, that's good. And we're going backwards, walking back, and we're pointing to Huey and we're saying, good boy. Uh-huh. Even before it had gone over. Nice. And meanwhile, the big elephants were still, well, then they had to put the brake on. Well, that's, that's pretty serious because they don't stop and straight away, you know. And then they came back and they said, how did you know that was going to go over? We said, the boy doesn't miss. Mm. He doesn't miss under the seekers, under these precious circumstances. Okay, thank you very much. Stu Wilson's been our guest, along with Will Hall playing Mike McCarthy. Stu Wilson playing Stu Wilson. Thanks so much, gentlemen. Good stuff. Thank you. Thank you.